great being with you, and thank you, um, Pastor Ian and Sharon and team, for allowing me to come to be released from New South Wales. Seven months, I just didn't know what to do when I went to the airport. I got lost. I'm nervous to get on the plane again. Crazy. Yeah, I just actually flew back from Brazil just when everything shut down, and you got stuck. I didn't. The Lord led me in just prior to it. I was moving in the spirit, you see. No, sorry, I take all that back. But, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy time, but I tell you, this is a, a defining time for the church and for every single one of us. And I've heard so often, and we've chatted about this over the weekend, is that, you know, I speak to a lot of pastors in our movement and outside of our movement, and I have that great honor to travel around to be able to speak into churches, but also to speak to pastors about their world, their life. And, you know, I've heard along the way, it's like, oh, it'd be so good to get out of this. I go, no, there's more in it than right now than you realize. Don't try to look to get out when God is doing so much when we're in. And today, this whole series is about the Holy Spirit. And you have to remember is that we never, we're never alone. And always remember, God knew COVID was coming. God is in COVID and God is beyond COVID. But he saw it as a defining, repurposing season for the church and the house of God. And it's interesting that this is the word Pastor Phil and I were talking last week and we're chatting about a number of things. He said, oh, Greg, what do you feel like the Lord is saying? Just very simply, I said, oh, the Lord is simply saying, I want my church back. What? <laughs> what, what? What do you mean? He said, no. Remember what it says when he said, and I will build my church. And I believe that the church sometimes, and we can all, can I tell you, we all can get a little off, get a little consumed in the doing what we're doing in church and we forget the purpose of church but when you're in this power and you're in that place of the Holy Spirit you get back on track pretty quickly what about Paul you know like uh, sorry about John the Baptist I, I, I love this and I was reading this this morning I was sharing a whole lot of every time I love getting in the presence of God because when I'm in there so much comes to me you get so much, so much. I love coming here because I get about 35 messages from Salisbury every time I come and preach one. I love this. But in John 1, verse 32, they're looking, oh, where's that scripture? It's, got, it's not there because I just got it. But in John 1, verse 32, it says, this is John speaking. John the Baptist says, then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him. I would not have known him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man in whom you see the Spirit come down on and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. John would not have seen him unless he saw the Spirit resting on Jesus. And understand this, Jesus is now launching out in his ministry. For 30 years, he was without sin. We know that. He, in everything in Scripture, he lived an ordinary life. He was God. But it says, as you can read in Colossians and Philippians, he left everything behind. He left everything behind so that he could walk 
a life to understand what we go through personally. But when he starts, when he is launching to, to release his purpose, does he do it alone? No, he does not. He works with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes down on him. Then he is released. And I tell you, we can have a Christian life and without the Spirit of God on our life, we can have a wonderful life, yet things don't change. And I tell you, great things are happening for you and beyond your current circumstances in which you can not even explain or imagine to go through all of those things like, that's enough. And you have said that. But the Lord says, now it is in my hands. And all that which has gone on is in my hands. And in my hands, I now have the full measure of outworking for that which you have asked to change and see changed in his name. Now, Spirit of God, when it came on Jesus, did not come upon him to go, hey, good to see you again, bro. The Father's up there waiting for you. No, no, no. But I tell you, the Godhead is working together, collectively working together in power. At the close of this service, I'm not finishing just yet, just warming up. I'm not a person who speaks for short periods of time, as most of you realize. But I will not go beyond what I should do in regards to the clock. But here, the Holy Spirit at the close of this service, we're going to step into something. And just in recent times, this number of situations in my own personal world, I felt like the Lord said, Greg, you're going to see, you're going to see things happening and it's not because of what you're doing or how you're doing it, it's because you are reminding them what I can do. And at the close of this service, we're going to raise our hands because it is the right thing to do, maybe. We're going to raise our hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for releasing that relationship. Thank you, Jesus, for that family member coming to Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for releasing that financialism. Thank you, Jesus, for that area in my world. We will embrace it. Why? Because he comes upon us and we go, yes and amen. And Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. I don't have time to read all these scriptures. And I'm not here to hand feed you. You can read them yourself. But this is the... The scripture, which is the launching pad and the release of the church, basically. But here in Acts 1, it says that on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave. Today, do not leave. Do not leave here without seeing the person and the power of who the Holy Spirit is that Jesus has given. Read on. But wait for the gift. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift to us. What do you do with a gift? You little beauty. Let's put that in the gift room. There she goes. Oh, ah. No idea what it is, but that goes straight to the gift room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for whatever. And unfortunately, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit said, we don't unpackage it. We go, whatever you got, got a gift from God in the gift room. Actually, I've got a few. Man, they're good-looking 
boxes where there's a gift in. Man, they are wonderfully wrapped. I love the one at the end with the pink bow. That's what we do in our Christianity. God gives us something, but what do we do? Nothing. We, yes, nothing changes. Why? You haven't unpackaged the gift that has been given to you. He said, is the gift goes on. And, and as we know, as we read right into verse 8, but when the, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive a power. The gift is not a gift which doesn't have an impact or doesn't have an expression which carries a power with that. It is not something that sits idols. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I won't go there. It's basically saying your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He comes into you. In the Old Testament, if you read, and it says, and the Spirit of God came upon Samuel, and the Spirit of God came upon Saul, and the Spirit of God came upon, the Spirit of God would come upon and then leave. He would, they would prophesy, something would happen, things would occur when the Spirit came upon. They're, when the Spirit comes upon them in the Old Testament, things changed. Things were altered because the Spirit came and empowered the person in their moment. But in the New Testament, read on, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then as we see in Paul's writings, comes in you. He doesn't come and go. Change your theological understanding. When Jesus says, the Father is sending you a, a gift, another, and in that he will come and empower you, not for a moment of a situation, but a life filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. At the end, I want us re to renew in lifting our hands, expecting something supernatural to take place, but we're going to release the power of God in that moment. And that's what I love about hearing what happens in your home. I love that. You're getting younger every time I see you. What's going on there? You'll be praying for me at the end of this service in Jesus' mighty name. But I see so again your home. Oh, I heard. People come and go. <laughs> you know all about that. But it's going to be opened up more. No way. Yes way. But it's not necessarily quantity. Well, good, it's going to be quality. About time we got some quality people through that house. No. <laughs> Sorry, you're in it. It's not about the quality. I'm saying is that the people are coming are going to have a greater impact because God is increasing what's in your home and in the atmosphere of your home and their life will not be needed to uh, be explained to or go, let me just tell you, they will sense and feel His presence in your home. And you've said nothing and done nothing. And guess what? Potiphar knew this. I need Joe. I need Joe around me. I need good old Joe. Why? Everything works out. Potiphar goes, Joe, come here, buddy. Come here. Don't, don't leave. No, stay with me. Why? Because he knew that Joseph carried, had a relationship, and on his life had an impact on Potiphar's household and everything that he did. Everything went well. Your home has that same presence and anointing of his power through him in the Holy Spirit. And watch what happens. Amen. If I looked as good as you, I could change the world. Amen. Is this guy the real thing? Most of you who know me, yes, that's me. 
I haven't changed. So the Holy Spirit is something not to be, yep, we've got him. There he is in the room. He's in here. And we're going to be reminded of that because we're going to activate him. How do you do that? You've got to hit the switch. you to get charged up. No. It's by faith you release the power in which, he's, which has been given to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 to 18 says this. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. When you live by the Spirit, you are in the Spirit. You have embraced all that the Spirit is through the, the life and the death of Christ. We have accepted that we are forgiven, we are saved, we are released because of the power of that revelation of understanding. And the Spirit comes and strengthens us. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be receiving power to not, what does it say? To live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We need Him to strengthen us to go, man, whew, I'd love to. No. Oh, I wish I could. No. The Holy Spirit empowers us and it strengthens us mentally, emotionally, physically to sometimes stand up and go, you know what? No. I will not bow down to that any longer. Remember in Genesis, when it talks of Cain, the Lord says to Cain, he says, look, <clears throat> sin is crouching at the door, but you must master it. You must stand up, not it. But as it knocks, you must master it or it will grow. It desires to have you. It doesn't have you up to you. But without the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside, We've accepted everything in Christ. We've received the power of the Holy Spirit, but we haven't unpackaged Him in our life by saying, thank you, Holy Spirit. And at that point, it says straight away, when you live by the Spirit, when you have unpackaged the Spirit and hold it, it impacts your ability and behavior to ensure you will not constantly be falling into sinful, broken ways. You are empowered. Then it says, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do uh, what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Love that. Those who belong to Christ, verse 24 and 25, who belong to Christ have been crucified to the have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit. We have the power to not fulfill the internal drives. Let us keep in step with the Spirit, keeping us moving forward. Can you see there's two parts to that? I'm in the Spirit. Spirit. I've unpackaged the Spirit. Oh, there it goes. I have the power to say no. Good. But that's the beginning, not the end. That's where it starts. The Holy Spirit, when he comes upon us, empowers us and gives us the ability to, again, our body, is our sinful nature is fighting everything to go, I just want to do what I want to do. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you have this extra strength, still your decision, by the way. You go, no, you can overcome those things which try to pull you off, try to 
maintain you and hold you will try to push you back to an old way. It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, look, you need this guy. I, I've, I've worked with him. I know him really well. He will help you enormously. I love that. Since you live by the Spirit, again, let us, not keep, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And that is the second part I want to really focus on here this morning. Is not just receiving, it's choosing to walk with. Because the Holy Spirit is not idle. The Holy Spirit is not contained to a package in a room in your life. It can be, but number one, you must open it to release the power. Then you have to begin to follow his leading. Keep in step. Have you ever found that the Holy Spirit, what is he? He's a marathon runner. He's a marathon runner. Is he, is he a sprinter? Is he, I've found that in the Spirit, when you say, Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me, that the Holy Spirit moves and operates differently in different seasons and different times in my life. Anyone else found that? Sometimes it's like, oh, this is comfortable. It's a nice stroll, nice walk. Right, let's go. Really? I haven't got my track shoes on. You know, there's always a reason not. But to me, you can be out of sync of the Spirit. You can be like, man, let's go for it. Holy Ghost, where, where are you going? Hey! You can be so far in front of the Holy Spirit. When you're so far in front, guess what? You can't hear what he's got to say. And then, you, again, he, he could be moving quickly, and you're just, ah, you know, smelling the roses. Oh, what a wonderful day in the Spirit. Oh, what a wonderful day being in the Spirit today. Hey, 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 where are you? <laughs> HG, where you gone? It's like, he's like, and there it's like, are you not hearing? Why you haven't kept in step? So how do you keep in step in the Spirit? And I do think this is so important in our world. And <clears throat> keeping in step is, goes well beyond where we are in this life. I love that. How are you? Simple well. Can I do this? I know I'm from New South Wales. <laughs> Father, I just pray there is a supernatural settling of her mind, that your power will travel into her mind and will bring a settledness, a stillness, but also bring order to her thinking that she allows the thoughts of God to embrace the thoughts on which she has. The two shall become one within her thinking. And that peace which is beyond all understanding comes upon her in her mind and clarity to thought. In Jesus name. Amen. Your thoughts will embrace his thought, even though you have those is that you, God, or is that me? God, is that you? Is that, or is that the devil? Oh, is that, is that Joe Blow from 30 years ago speaking? You know, no, Lord, talk to me. As it says in Scripture, if you ask for a loaf of bread, will he give you a stone? No. Let's begin when we are moving in the Spirit, when we're operating the Spirit. Lord, guide me. What are you doing, Pastor Greg? What about if you're not, you haven't got it right? It's not about getting it right. It's taking a step and trusting and believing that he is doing that. He is moving. How can you lay hands on someone and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Let healing begin. Because I'm following his leading. And what is his leading? His leading isn't, I ain't going anywhere. 
The Holy Spirit does stop. Not often. But he pauses. And there's a big difference between a pause and a stop. A stop is, that's it, it's all over. No. A pause is a pause. It's just a moment in which we'll continue on. And the Holy Spirit. To me, keeping in step with the Spirit is really important. So, how do we keep in step with the Spirit? Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. Again, oh, I love Scripture, but this has been one of the Scriptures in men's ministry and everything that I've done for, for decades stands out to me because it is the, one of the most powerful moments and revelation of who God is, what God wants to do, and how we are to outwork our life. In verse 21, it says, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. I love that. But what is that all about? I mean, what has that got to do, Greg, with again learning to walk in the Spirit. Jesus at that point, again, he was God. But in that place, he had not been empowered because it says, as you read in Scripture, all power was left behind. But in this moment, he aligns himself with the Holy Spirit to start moving with the Holy Spirit to fulfill his purpose. What about you? What is your purpose? What is your place? What is your future? Well, I don't know. I, I'm just going to wait here and do nothing until I know. You could be dead and buried waiting because you'll never find your future just waiting. You stop, you pause for a moment and then follow his leading. Jesus starts and aligns his, his relationship again with the Holy Spirit by allowing the Holy Spirit to begin to lead him. We'll see this in a moment. But again, there's some interesting things when I read that scripture in which I had not seen before. It says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? John the Baptist's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Jesus, as we can see in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, I think it is, he says he was without sin. You get baptized in a baptism of repentance because you have had sinful life. You need to be again baptized and release. What happened? Jesus is baptized. Why does he do that? He's not doing it because there's sin in his life. He's doing it out of, and this is the beginning of keeping step with the Spirit. He's doing it out of obedience to what his father had spoken to him. Can I tell you in the Word of God? The Word of God, sometimes you go, oh, I really like that bit. Don't like that bit. No, not doing that. And there, put that. Don't underline it. Just put it right through that bit. Do not read again. Too convicting. Anyone had that? The Word of God is there to help guide us, to keep us in pace, to keep us aligned. And guess what? When sometimes the Word of God is not speaking to us, what does the Lord do? What does the Spirit do? If, again, the Word of God is, we're not taking on board, we're not embracing, we're not hearing, and we're still doing the same old things we used to do. Funny enough, God built a church, put leaders in it, and leaders in it to do what? To guide us. Pastoring is to guide, to lead to greener pastures. 
Oh, yeah, they're good for when they do everything I want to hear. But after that, that's it, baby. Pastor Ian, you want me to do that? No way, no way. Try another one. Let's move on to this one. What about this one? Yeah, I could do that. No problems. What about that one? No, no, not doing that. God gives us the word of God as a, me a means and method that we follow out of obedience to guide us, to help us move in the right direction. He also, because the word of God in our life sometimes is a little bit light on, he also has pastors. And what, is, what am I saying here? Simply this, he has given us the word, he's given us leaders to guide us. They're not there to hinder us. They are there to guide us. Godly men, and I know Pastor Ian and Sharon, the team, all the rest of it, I, which I've known for a number of years, they are godly people. Why? Because they seek God. When you lose that connection, pastors do fall and fail. Yes, I know that. But let me tell you, part of my role and job is to check up on the pastors around the movement. And your pastors are doing okay. So if they give you a little bit of a suggestion, graciously and lovingly, oh, it could be just God saying, well, I couldn't get you with the word. Let's try the pastor now. Why? Because he wants the best for you to get to a place that he knows that you could prosper in. Green pastures. Obedience. To learn to keep in step with the, the Spirit, you must first learn to be obedient. What about our kids when they're little? It's funny, that part of our nature, isn't it? Like, I remember my daughter, she's 37, 38 now, and it's funny, I can remember when she was a little tiny tacker, little about nine months, 10 months, she's crawling around, and she had this natural attraction. It's probably the gardening spirit which is upon me, which I love to garden. She loves it. She loves plants. We had a few pot plants in the lounge room. And she just had this natural attraction to go over to the pot plant and go, that wood bark and chip there? Ha! That will be great to put my teeth in, even though I don't have any yet, and try to digest it. But unfortunately, the wood chips are quite large. And if she digested one of those large wood chips, she probably would not be with us today. But she wanted to do it. So I'd go, Renee! It's Dad's voice. Don't. Dad walks away, goes into the kitchen. Renee! And then, yes, Dad? Got over the fear of the call, pushed on and pushed along, defying everything. I'll just give him that wonderful big sass me, little girl. Dad intervenes again. No, put that down, nay. Naughty. God will not give up because he knows that if we in our sinful nature keeps pushing on and, and there is no intervention, what will happen? We could kill ourselves. Obedience is something God uses the power of the Holy Spirit. He uses the word of God. He uses leaders to be a voice to help us, protect us against us. Your greatest enemy is not the devil. Not even your spouse. Some of you might think that is, but they're not. 
not your neighbor, not that other person in church. It's you. You are your greatest enemy in life, unfortunately. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that enemy which is fighting settles it as we read. You will not fulfill the, the, the desires, the sinful nature. Why? Because you allow the Holy Spirit to go, let's put that in order. Let's get these things happening. Follow me. Obedience. Moving right along. Drawing to a close soon. Again, to keep in step with the Spirit, we're obedient. The second thing is, and when Jesus was, uh, and when the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And again, I'm going to love this again. Why am I loving this one? What's more important in life? Being successful or being significant? I guess I'm going to go with a significant thing because I'm not really sure, but that seems to be, I think, the right answer. I'd like to be successful. Jesus fulfilled his purpose because he came not to be successful, but to be significant. What's the difference? Success is what I have done. Significance is what I have added to your life that you now have done. He came for the people not for his own self-glorification. He would be glorified. He came for them. He starts his ministry by being obedient. And number two, it's not all about me. It's about that other person. It might be your partner, it might be your husband, it might be your wife. They're my kids, my neighbors, my friends. There are people in our world that we have lost sight of because we've been so hungry to become successful. Because when you're successful or focus on being successful. It's all about what I can do, what I will get, what I will have. Where significant goes, that's not it. I want to see what you and how your life will be successful, not my life. Understand? Significance. Jesus, to keep in step with the Spirit. If it's all about you, I can guarantee you, oh, whoa, you've been pulled around by all the desires of your own nature. But when you are led by the Spirit, again, when you are allowed to be led by the Spirit, you are led on the correct path to the right way to the destination the Lord has for you. That again, why? Because the journey in life is with people. Amen? That's where it starts. Obedience, significance, and the last thing, of course, his life was a life immersed in prayer. So what is the impact of, on our life when we keep in step with the Spirit? The first thing, as soon as he's obedient, he's thinking about the people, he's immersed in prayer. He comes out, heaven opens. And I tell you, the things which have been held up in your life, heaven shall open. It shall open in Jesus' name. And can I tell you, I, I don't know where you are at all in life. Hello. But the Lord has been watching you. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. That's okay but he's been watching you. And he understands every part of your world of what has been, what is, and what will be. And rest assured, he stands with you. If you will acknowledge him standing with you in everything you do and trust in him, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're obedient 
I don't need to keep going over that. You understand. You're mature enough to understand. You understand the importance of the value. It's not about me. It's about them. The importance of that you are immersed in prayer. Prayer is one of our most powerful means and methods of securing the Spirit in our life that we may hear the Spirit of God. When we are keeping in step with the Spirit, heaven opens. Things begin to open up over our life. Great things. The Holy Spirit comes and rests on us and brings what? What is he called? He is called the spirit of peace. What is the world looking for? A piece of this and a piece of that. No. Peace. There is nothing more precious on the planet. People, if we just had peace and harmony in our home, if I just, in my own life, had peace, not this turmoil of thought, anxiety, if we just had peace in our country and our nation, if we just had global peace, he brings that. And that's why the Lord needs the church to stand up and to be there to say what we are. And we are those who are committed to Christ to find and allow Christ himself to fall into our life, to release our life, to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us through life and in that guidance, even through the challenging moments, a great sense of peace will come upon you even when you hear the reports, which could be life and death reports. But why do you push on and keep trusting? Because his peace gives you that strength to keep walking irrespective in life. Without him, Without the relationship of Jesus, a world cries out in fear, dominated by fear because they don't know how to manage the situation which could be life or death. But his presence, his peace, comes into our lives. I met you before, young man, briefly. God is guiding your steps. By the way, I like your hair. Don't know why I would even say that. I saw Saigon, we were talking about all the rest of it. Obviously, we know where Saigon is. All the rest of it. It's quite interesting because Saigon is the old word because it's now Ho Chi Minh City. I want to say to you this. You were this, but now you've become that. And as, look at it in the Bible, Peter name was changed. What was it before? Don't forget to come on, we're a Bible church. What was Peter's name? Diamond. Who was Paul before? Saul. There is a name change. The name change is that your life is being changed, not purely by name but your life has been because it was that, but now it is this. And for that which you step into today, as your name may change, a place may change, your name may change. I'm not talking about changing your name. I'm saying the essence of who you are has been changed because He has brought the change. And in that change, everything that you have thought about and dreamed and thought impossible, He says, possible. For that which you believe for, stand in faith, watch it come to pass. Why? Because to say, I have been changed. 
in Jesus' name. Things change when we choose to stand and believe that my God can and we shall in everything that we do. We shall push in, heaven shall open, peace shall come upon us and we will hear the voice of the Father with clarity when we are walking with the Spirit. And here it comes, closing with this. And then he has this incredible encounter, the Holy Spirit coming down upon him, peace rest upon him, immersed in the relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Father in a whole new dimension. He has been unified and drawn back into the oneness. And what happens next? He's going to the top of the mountain in Jerusalem to proclaim who he is. No, he is dud and led by the spirit to the wilderness what we all want to be oh, I'm in the spirit I've opened the gift I'm releasing the power I'm being obedient I'm prayerful I'm pushing in I'm seeing other people more important and you're taking me to the wilderness what's that about your wilderness is where land and life shall be opened in your world in an amazing manner. And your life shall open in a dynamic in which you have not seen because you may read your circumstances as being wilderness, desert-like, without. He says, I will make the springs break forth in the wilderness and re-again establish a fertilization of that land that green will come out of impossible situations. Believe today as we stand in just a moment and say, my God can and watch your areas of which have been lands and times and seasons of desolation become vastly overpopulated with fruitfulness in Jesus' name. I love your hairstyle. These young men with hair, they don't know what they're missing. But one day, they might know. Some are on a journey, others have arrived. Is this guy the full bridge yes and I'm so glad that Jesus stepped into my life and said yes I said yes to him because he said yes from the beginning of time the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us and as he walked through that season led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted what does it say and he came forth in the power of the Spirit to fulfill his purpose. Don't get your theology wrong. For that which you are awakened to, and today I believe you will be awoken to what I'm saying. And if something doesn't quite work out, that's just your wilderness moment. Stay in there. Stand firm. The Spirit never leaves you. And you will come forth in that situation in a manner of power, which other people say, surely, as John said, surely he is the Son of God. I'm not saying you'll be the Son of God or the woman, but you will be a woman of God and a man of God. And you shall, again, see the fulfillment of the promises of God in your life, in your families, and in your future. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody close your eyes. And you people may be watching this service 
online during the week at some time. And I'm going to pray a prayer in this meeting. But you may be online looking at this service in a few days' time. Because I'm about to ask every person in this place, every single one of us, where are we in that relationship with Jesus? You may have never asked Jesus to come into your life. That's where it begins. It starts with saying yes to Jesus. You may have never done that. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, whether you're in this service or watching this online in a day or two time. Lift up your hand and respond and say yes. Or maybe you have known Him and you have stepped away. I don't know, but He knows. Why don't you raise your hand and say, Jesus, I want to be reconnected with you again. So in this place today, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, or if you have and you've stepped away from that relationship and you want to get reconnected, just raise your hand right now and say, Pastor Greg, that's me. I want to get reconnected the right way, the right way. If you're watching online, if that is you, lift your hand and say yes. Thank you, sir. As I saw your hand, he saw your hand. If you raised your hand online, he saw your hand. And we're all going to stand right now. Can we all stand? And I'm asking every person in this place, every single one of us, to pray this prayer. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I give you my life so that I may be known by you. And today, Lord, forgive me so I'm one with you. Today, Lord, I accept you as Lord. You are my salvation. You are my future. And I am saved. Father, we have all prayed that prayer in this auditorium, online. And if you have prayed that prayer online and you haven't been to church, this church is C3 Salisbury. You can come on board. You can come and visit, be a part of this great congregation, wonderful church. But every single one of us is in that place. But we are going to make that decision today to go, Holy Spirit, let's lift our hands, church. Holy Spirit, Jesus, you are the Lord of our life. You are in our hearts. But today, Father, we do not believe the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. In a part of our life, we release him. We unpackage the greatest gift which is being given to us. And that is you, Holy Spirit. Lead us. Guide us to the purpose and the fulfillment of what you have called every single one of us to. And right now, with our hands raised, if your body needs to be healed in this place, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, because that is the name that every situation bows down to, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Let healing begin in these bodies whether in this auditorium, online, be healed. 
in relationships, maybe struggling in functionality, breakdown, an inability to reconcile. In the name of Jesus, reconcile relationships in this house. Financially, if there's been a blockage, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, release your power. In work, in business, release in Jesus' name. And Father, as we walk in your Spirit, we walk with the expectation that a miracle is awaiting for every single one of us. It says for those who are working miracles, you have to work your miracle. How do you work it? You keep believing, you keep praying, you keep showing up, you keep standing, and you keep proclaiming, thank you, Jesus, and the miracle shall come. And in this house, within the fabric of what I have spoken, what I speak today and remind you again, that in the fabric of this house, there is a supernatural dynamic. And that dynamic carries a miraculous presentation and outworking. It shall be manifested in some of the simplest areas, in some of the most challenging areas of people's lives in this house. And for those that come into this house, they shall encounter the miraculous power of God not by word, but by experience in this atmosphere and in this house. And in Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us. Let us be unashamed of our relationship with you and Jesus and our Father. And in Jesus' mighty name, let all that has been spoken and from the beginning of time for this house and this people, Father, in Jesus' name, release it into their life here today. Let your name, let your power be manifested in this house.